Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. Pleasure to have you with us for another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio. Good day to be indoors, I think, <laughs> with, with these temperatures the way they are. Talking about a hundred and what? Uh, Four tomorrow, uh, yeah, as you listen to this interview, 104 coming on Sunday, and will be triple digits again on Monday, but be glad you're not in St. George where Becky and I were last week. Uh, This weekend, it's 110 plus (laughs) down there in St. George. Tim Hughes here. We're recording this program on Thursday, of course, for your enjoyment here on a Saturday morning in studio at Broadcast House in downtown Salt Lake City, and Russell is back with us. Well, good morning. Good morning. People in Arizona are probably buying plane tickets to come here and cool off. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be 117 or something. Look, look, crazy. Just, just go to the Walmart and hang out there all day. Yeah, and uh, go home when the house is. Go cool. to the frozen food aisle at your favorite grocery store and stare at the meat. Yep, <laughs> something like that. Hey, you guys got me. <laughs> We got a lot to do today. Yeah, we do. Uh, you've actually arranged for a couple of uh, Sky Call Scouts to join I'm us too. Trying to do my job, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Wh- where are they? Well, we got we got one fella, uh, Doug Cooley, that's on the Harleys with his buddies, headed to Alaska. Oh wow! And they're about our age, possibly. Well, he had hair still, so I don't know if that's <laughs> any indicator. It really isn't. But anyway, nice guys, and it's a group that rides all over the place. Oh, They've, awesome. They've got a lot of miles on their bikes, yeah. So that's one. Uh, oh, did you have yeah. a second? Um, sorry. Speaking of doing your job, I need to ration this time out. Uh, John Taylor with uh, Hunts for the Brave are going to be, and I'm not sure the island. But I they've think, got a sat phone. But yeah, they've got a sat phone, and, and they're taking uh, veterans fishing. Oh wow! Up on the, along the Canadian coast. All right. Spe- yeah. Speaking of sending sat phones out, we've got one in the hands of Navidomskis, who I think checks in with us right now somewhere between, and I've been up this road many times in my life, Navidomskis. You are uh, between Twin Falls and Shoshone, Idaho. Yes, I am, and I'm hoping that the cell service holds up because I you broke away a couple times, so it's a little scary. Yeah. Mm. Well, you're on your way to uh, this river trip, floating uh, the Middle Fork of the Salmon, and it's quite a group that's going with you. Yep. My uh, son, Finn, drew the permit. It was a lottery. It it was something like 10,000 to one, and we got it. So 
I didn't squander the opportunity to join. And of course, my wife will give anything to spend a week with her boys. Yeah, but there's others going. How many in the group total? We have seventeen, um, and I am not in charge. My sons are in charge, so it's the first trip I've ever been on when I haven't been in charge. So I got to be able to shut up and yeah. take orders. Ooh, that's not easy. And then for you. shut up some more. <laughs> <laughs> but at least Gail will be there. To, at least Gail will be there to smack you with a rowing oar or something when you get out of hand. No, absolutely. And I gave her full permission to do that. Clock me if you need it. But look. <laughs> Look, they're very, very capable. I, yeah. I mean, they've had a lot of Zoom meetings and spreadsheets. Wow. I've never had so much technology in preparation. But they've got everything worked out to the calorie. And if I have any questions, they go, Dad, didn't you read your text? Yeah. <laughs> they were on for like five days, just being it all day long. So, you know, this is a real scary river for them. And for us in general, I've got a lot of miles on the oars. But mm-hmm. frankly, I've never done a four or a five in class four yeah. or five yeah. waters. And and we have 24s, um, one, five possible. I mean, it was a four, but a landslide came in, and they, and they say the wave may be a five. And we have 33s. So we got lots of rapids to deal with. And, you know, I'm a little apprehensive, and everybody is. Yeah. Like I say, experienced on the war, oars, but not so much with the big white water. Yeah. But uh, being a little apprehensive is probably a good thing in this situation, and uh, that goes for a lot of people headed to the outdoors. If you're a little apprehensive, you're going to pay attention a little bit closer and take the precautions necessary. No question. Um, They have been exploring literally every rapid. They all have a name, and they've looked at them and analyzed them and thought through them and measured the distance between them. And so we'll pull over and walk out and – pre-scout a, a rapid before we take it and you know we'll be on the river for a week or more yeah yeah take your time um here's the other thing these guys these kids i call them kids uh 20 somethings now finn and mickey how many times have they been to alaska with you so they've seen the process of getting things outfitted yeah. for sure oh yeah like i say lo- logistical um you know, I'm the best, and they to- they learn from the best, and they might even have improved it. We'll see how it goes. But they're very experienced. I mean, floating with me in Alaska, I've floated those rivers for 23 years. And it was harder because we had to fly in everything. So we actually get coolers with ice in them, or at least dry mm. ice. I've never had that. So it's pretty nice. Um, but like I say, they're very capable young men, and Mickey lives in Montana, and he's got his own raft, and he floats a river every weekend. Um, so they're very experienced, just not with this this level. There's only like eight rivers wild left in the country, and this is one of them. Yeah. Well, at least you don't have to be weighed and your gear weighed before you get on uh, 1934 yeah. Goose yeah. or whatever that was. We got on. <laughs> well, hey, Tim, you would like me now if I were weighed, and now I'm at an all-time low. I'm, I'm looking pretty skinny here. Retirement <laughs> looking real good. I'll take your word for that. Uh, all right, here's the other thing, and, and I, I don't know whether it was a good idea to share this information with Mama before you got there, but you were sharing with me yesterday some of what you learned from a blog that somebody posted from having just made this trip. There are some things along the way besides the rapids that uh, could make it a little uncomfortable. Yes. yes. Um, this blogger, first off, they flipped the rafts, and that would be horrible. We have to strap everything in, but... It's still going to be problematic. They said they lost three cell phones in the flip. Um, 
that's okay. I've never taken a cell phone on the river. Oh, and then rattlesnakes, plentiful. They said they were everywhere. And um, also they got some mites and some lice and some of the hot springs. And so, yeah, it's going to be problematic. And everybody should know what a groover is. I've learned what that is now. <laughs> yeah, that's the old ammo can, yeah. right? Right. So, you know, when I wake up in the night worried about stuff, my boys are waking up worried about the rapid. I'm waking up worried about the groover. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Becky and I had our first experience with the groover when we did uh, Cataract Canyon. I had no idea what that meant ah. and got to know a uh, ammo box, yeah. which is just a little yeah. metal container with a locking top fairly intimately. Uh, which tends to leave a little groove when you sit on it, but you have to take all that stuff out with you. Did, did yeah, they... I know. I know. It comes with the territory. So we'll get over it. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, Mike, you know about the, the trick about putting the, the Comet cleanser in the groover, right? Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, there have been so many tutorials. Oh, yeah, so that's the best. Yeah. Skypes and... Good heavens. They, got, they have covered yeah. all the details. Everything. Plentiful. Yeah. 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 All right, so you have to be to Salmon, Idaho, by what did you say, 2 o'clock today? Uh, we have to be to um, um, Stanley. Stanley. Because the road the road doesn't open at 3, and we have to get there for the camp lottery, and you know how it goes. Yeah. Oh, man, Stanley is one of my favorite places. Uh, that's a meeting point for my family because my brother would come down from Missoula. We'd come from Salt Lake City, and we had another brother in uh, Pocatello, so it was sort of a nice meeting point for us. And you camped a lot up there. Didn't oh you? Yeah, yeah, we love that place. Um, yep. All right, so the plan next week is to try and connect with you in camp one night. I, I I'm hoping Wednesday night we can do that. Uh, at, okay. At your convenience, and you're going to have to call us because you've got the sat phone, so you're going to have to. Figure that out, or hopefully Gail knows how to do that so she can hand the phone to you after she does all the technical stuff. Mickey's on it. He's okay. the best. He's been doing your sat phones for more than a decade. Yep. All right. Awesome. All right. Uh, you've got a fish bites for us this morning, too, right? Yes, I do. We'll look forward to that coming up in the next half hour. And uh, just ahead, looking forward to uh, chatting with uh, who's going to join us next? Andrea Huskinson, I think, is going to be with us. Uh, so stay with us for that. Coming up here in just a minute on KSL Outdoors Radio. A lot of things to get done in the next two hours. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. We are uh, spending a couple of minutes here. Matter of fact, a good portion of the show today is going to be talking about ways to beat the heat. Oh, and I know that's going to be the topic when we check in with uh, the boys next half hour, uh, Bob and Mark, and we do a little road trip, and they've got some things planned to talk about how to get out of this heat for the next little while. One of the best ways to do it is to head to the high country. We're going to talk with Davey Ratchford next hour 
up at uh, Snow Basin about what's going on there. But the other favorite spot for me in the summertime is up at uh, Alta. Mm -hmm. And uh, that always means, of course, we're going to be checking in with our friend Andrea up there, Andrea Huskinson. How are you, Andrea? I am great. How are you guys today? Doing fantastic. Uh, Have you gotten rid of all the snow up there yet? Probably not. Oh, no, there's still people hiking up and skiing. Uh, up high, there's still a bunch of snow. So, <laughs> You know, I love that. Uh, we actually have a friend, and he's our uh, climbing guy, uh, who I follow on Facebook. And, and uh, gosh. Which one? <laughs> I should throw it at you there uh, on short notice, Russell. Yeah. But uh, he posted pictures with his son. They had their uh, skis strapped to their back, and they were yeah. walking up and skiing down wherever they could find snow the other day. But, man, I can only imagine what the areas that uh, the snow has melted off are just beautiful up there, probably with wildflowers really sprouting about now. Yeah, it's really green this year, and the wildflowers are finally starting to come out. It's definitely not peak wildflower season, but we're, it's so green up there, and, you know, the wildflowers are starting to come out at, down around the base area. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I think, you know, I think for August, they're just going to be beautiful because we had so much snow and moisture this year. You probably trim, what, 20 degrees off the temperatures headed up the canyon? Yeah, it's definitely a lot cooler up there. Um, Yeah, I would say around 15, maybe 20. Yeah. It's definitely chilly in the morning, cooler, much cooler in the morning. (laughs) But, but, I mean, you're going to be around 80 degrees uh, instead of, you know, 95, which we're looking for for the next couple of days down here, which is uh, really great. But I want people to know that there are places to stay up there. I got an email from you not long ago talking about overnight adventures that are available at Alta Lodge or Snow Pine Lodge. I've never stayed at either place. But just looking at them, it seems like the perfect spot to feel like you really got away from home. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Snow Pine takes reservations, you know, daily. And then the Alta Lodge on the weekends if if there's availability because they do a lot of weddings up there. But, yeah. It's. I, I would say come up and get out of the heat, especially this weekend. It's. We have the Wildflower Festival on Sunday that's going to happen, and it's just so much cooler up there, and I think it's supposed to be 100 in the valley. So come yeah. up and enjoy the cooler weather. <laughs> that Wildflower uh, Flower Festival, which is not easy to say, is, al- <laughs> is always on the calendar early, so you're kind of at the mercy of Mother Nature. Uh, I and you just mentioned that some of those flowers are just now coming out. So it, it's going to be a little tricky for timing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it Usually this is the height of the of the wildflowers when they're coming out, and, they, and that's why they usually schedule it this weekend. But this year, you know, it just took longer to mail. But, you know, the summer road's not even open yet. We're, we typically open at the end of June, and it's going to open the end of July now. Wow. And our campground, the Albion, I mean, the, the, it's not even open yet. Mm. So at the, at the Secret Lake Trailhead. So that should open the 1st of August. Yeah. Yeah, so we're just delayed. All that 903 inches made us delayed. <laughs> Which we don't mind at all. Um, also want to ask you about any time we talk about Alta, and I know this is a part of your um, press releases as of late, too, your stewardship programs and the the fact that you have an environmental center up there. Explain to people what that's all about. Yeah, so our environmental center, they do a lot of work 
you know, they'll take, you know, saplings that are growing up in the, in the ski runs and they'll transplant them over to someplace where they can grow and survive. They do a lot of, this year I think they're planting over 12,000 native plants that we put, you know, vegetation on the ski runs or, you know, throughout the whole area to, you know, help with erosion and things like that. And then they do a lot of trail work. They do this in conjunction with Contwood Canyon Foundation, Friends of Alta. They do, like, bird hikes. Tracy Everett comes out and you know, do little hikes and teach them, you know, about the the environment and sustainability. And one thing that we did last summer is we did these, because everyone wants to come up and get photos in the wildflowers. We did these, um, the Environmental Center created these photo pullouts. So you're not trampling through the flowers, but they have these little pullouts that are in the middle of the flowers. Yeah. So you're not, you know, destroying all the vegetation and the flowers so yeah they do a lot of work up there in the summertime (laughs) pre-trampled yeah (laughs) Uh, but uh setting it up for the perfect picture which i think is a great idea certainly saves flowers probably elsewhere um i also want to make sure that people know you have kids day which is a part of all of these activities and what a great way for them to learn while they're out enjoying the day Exactly. They have, you know, they have a lot of educational events. Kids Day is August 11th this year, and ACE helps us with that, and the Cottonwood Canyon Foundation, Tracy Everett, Tree Utah comes up, and just educates the kids on, you know, where they're recreating, so they're aware, you know, to, you know, don't go off the trail, don't pick the flowers, and, you know, teaches them about the, you know, the environment up there, the animals, and so, yeah, it's really a great event. Yeah, uh, it, it really is. And people need to go to the website to find out uh, more about those programs and to register, which is just Alta.com, right? Or is it Alta Resort? Nope, just ALTA.com. And you'll see summer events right on that homepage. And you just can click on it and it'll take you to if you want to register for the event. Yeah. We only have a minute here, and uh, I, I throw that out there about some of the environmental uh, uh, programs you have, the stewardship programs, because it is a main issue with Alta wanting to preserve this great place up Little Cottonwood Canyon. Hadn't planned on talking about this, but just your initial response on uh, the fact that UDOT says that a gondola is coming to Little Cottonwood. Yes, it's in the master plan. It's a phase plan. And so, you know, they're just, there's different phases, so they don't even have a timeline for that. But, you know, they're going to start working on enhanced bus systems, which will be great to get people up the canyon. And, yeah, you know, our main goal is to preserve, you know, the experience when people come up and ski or enjoy the wildflowers. And how can we do that and, you know, preserve our environment that we live in, you know, our, yeah, so, yeah. This is going to play out over years and years, but uh, a thoughtful process, which I think is good for everybody. But I have already been outspoken on the air that I'm highly in favor of this idea. So, all right, uh, we're going to let you go, Andrea. Thanks so much for checking in with us. Yeah, thanks for having me and come up and enjoy some cooler weather. You don't have to twist my arm too hard to do that. That's for sure. Alta.com, the place to get information. We'll uh, take a break. Got a news update for you and uh, more coming up on the other side with KSL Outdoors Radio. Stay right there.
I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.